guys, it's that time of the week again. It's time for a new episode of Girlfriend Material, your gay to Z of all things LGBTQ+. I'm Rosie, I'm here, I'm queer, and I'm in your ears to bring you another jam-packed, exciting episode. So sit back, strap in, pun intended, we're going to have a good time. Now I'm going to do my introduction. Ooh. This is not at all planned <laughs> at all. <laughs> okay, so welcome to the podcast, Danny and Jodie. Thank Thanks for having us. Yes. No problem. I'm going to read out your little introduction that I've written for you because I've, I find it funny that we're doing this because literally it feels so formal because, you know, two days ago we were like, we were at my flat like having, yeah. having dinner <laughs> and Prosecco. And now yeah. I'm like, and now on the podcast, it's Danny and Jodie. But for the people who don't know you at home, I do need to give an introduction yes. to you both. So Danny and Jodie are a couple from Manchester who create social media content around LGBTQ plus lifestyle and your relationship. Yes. Danny. Why uh, did you decide to like start the account in the first place? Because there's like a lot of people, you know, putting stuff out online, yeah. but it's not necessarily just about like your relationship, is it? It's like it goes a little bit deeper than that. Yeah. So it did just start off as somewhere to put our memories. So for about two years, we were long distant and we noticed that our Instagrams were kind of getting taken over by each other and it looked like we had no friends and no life. <laughs> 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 and we were like, okay, we need to chill our Instagrams out a little bit. So we made a joint one to just kind of put all our memories. And Jodie loves memories anyway. She's always taking photos and videos. and It's kind of a thing where everyone takes the mick out of me because I'm just like, it's for the memes. Yeah. Like, everything I do, I take pictures. I'm, like, I'm just a memory kind of person. We're like, okay, we get it. I'm surprised you've not got your phone out right now. Like, yeah, it's in my pocket. <laughs> Ready to go. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of just for that, wasn't it? It wasn't yeah. really, content creating wasn't really something that we set out to do. But then people seemed to like it and we started to get some followers didn't we and then we started to get messages from people that are in the closet or that are struggling with sexuality and we're like actually we could do something really good with this so that's when it came more kind of creating content around yeah. lgbtq plus issues didn't it and yeah different kind of things so yeah it just started off as a place to put the memories and then just grew and we've made and we so many connections it, we? yeah we do have a lot of fun with it we're always laughing people always say with the reels don't they like how do you keep a straight face <laughs> well, we we didn't we actually, <laughs> we actually don't sometimes sometimes we have to reshoot it don't we yeah because like, we're just laughing dan is really clumsy and we'll just fall off the bed on yeah on wacky leg and we'll have to reshoot it yeah but i kind of love that about your account because it does really show through like you know you, i i don't want to like shit on people's tiktoks and instagram accounts like that's not what i'm about but i i find you know especially on tiktok there's a lot of like serious kind of thirst trappy like lesbian yeah. couple content yeah and that's excellent and there's a hundred percent a place for it but i always feel like if there's a chance for people to kind of see themselves represented a bit more because not everybody's like a supermodel yeah fact, I, mean, well, I wouldn't no. even know how to do a first try <laughs> i would love to see I'd you feel too awkward. I'd be like... <laughs> i think i maybe did it like once and i was just like why am i standing in my own home like, <laughs> like doing this at two o'clock on a tuesday afternoon i was like it's just wrong yeah. um but i like that about your account because it, it like shows you know shows you having fun it shows like a real life you know representation of like what a queer relationship can look like a healthy yeah. queer relationship I yeah I think that's what we that's what we like that's what we really set out to do wasn't it was to just be us and yeah. especially with some of our insecurities which I know we'll probably talk about a bit later if somebody can see themselves in you that can make such a huge difference yeah we do like to keep it as light-hearted and funny as we can but also yeah. just for people to see someone normal that like you said are not supermodels we've got quite a big height difference like <laughs> we're very we're not like I don't think people would 
say, oh, they look perfect again. Do you know what I mean? We're quite, we're normal. Yeah. Uh, I have so well, much respect for people that can do thirst traps because some of those are hot. Oh, it is, it is a yeah. skill. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, a I skill. I mean, we'll look at them together and be like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like that's hot. And then yeah. we'll be like, do you fancy her? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think we'll be doing th- thirst traps anytime soon. Yeah. Well, until Sadly. the end of this podcast where we have to do a little Hell promotional no. first. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, but you just touched on it then. Like, we are going to talk about... Um, we're talking about anxiety and we're talking yeah. about like starting to date someone for the first time and what that looks like. Yeah. And we've all been there. We've all, you know, suffered from anxiety in yeah, some definitely. shape or form. But I feel like it's like a term that's thrown around quite a lot. You know, I feel anxious. I have anxiety, whatnot. Um, but, you know, a lot of people out there do suffer from social anxiety, especially in the queer community. Yeah. And it, I, I wanted to kind of, define what it is to start off this podcast because there might be some people out there who are like you know I'm feeling a certain way and I just don't know what it is but social anxiety disorder um is from my stats my lovely stats from my researcher Sam shout out to Sam um is a condition marked by nervousness in various social situations. So social anxiety is very much you know not limited to like large social events but it can you know have discomfort in like smaller gatherings and particularly on dates yeah Yeah. and I would say the main difference I don't know if you guys agree with this um between that and more of like a generalized anxiety is it's if you're feeling anxious all the time that's something that's a bit more generalized whereas if it shows up particularly in like dating meeting new friends you know perhaps going out to a restaurant or a bar or pushing yourself in in certain situations that you're not comfortable with maybe that's where it shows up so I have definitely experienced social anxiety have you guys experienced social anxiety all the time (laughs) (laughs) every single time (laughs) anywhere even this morning (laughs) how does it show up for you though like what does it make you like because I was reading here about it and it's like you know you can get like quite sweaty you can get quite like you have like a a rapid heart rate like it does that all happen for you like when you get anxious yeah like all the time like I'll be I mean I'm panicking now (laughs) 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 the questions to me (laughs) um yeah it's just like I'll overthink things like I think a lot of it came from when I had really bad acne I'd be scared of people looking straight in my direction yeah. and like meeting new people. I'd tell them straight away, I'd be like, oh, I've got acne, ignore it. And it would like... Really? It was so weird. I'd meet people like for the first time, like whether it's a date or new friends. And because I was so scared of people staring at my skin, I'd just say, oh, I've got acne, ignore it. And then that would also, that would almost be like, okay, I've got over that bit now, so I don't need to keep mm. thinking about that. Um, But it's only been in the last year that I'm now on the waiting list for ADHD. So I've been kind of thinking about that a lot as to why I might be the way I am. Yeah. Because sometimes, I think because I do have quite like a crazy hyper personality, when I'm not feeling anxious anyway, (laughs) um, sometimes I worry if I'm like too much or like too loud or too crazy. So then I'll try and like tone it back a bit. But then sometimes I think, oh, what if I'm on a date or meeting someone and it goes really quiet? Like I hate silence. Like... It yeah. just makes me so anxious that I have to fill the space. Like, 
I don't know, even if they were just sipping the drink, I think, oh my God, what should I talk about now? Like, I need to think of something to talk about. That's so interesting. And also, like, why this episode's really important. But you're saying that you're worried that you're coming across too much. Like, when yeah. I had social anxiety, I was always worried that I would come across, like, quite um, serious and, like, yeah. not fun enough and yeah. quite boring. Because I, when I get socially anxious, I get very like quiet and I get very sort of almost like people have commented and you you have a bit of a resting bitch face but it's not because yeah, I'm miserable it's yeah. because I'm like yeah yeah like you know and it's so interesting what people have in their heads like like you said you had it as well like what what goes through your head like if you're socially anxious I think it's more just what what the other person's thinking or I think like what what Jodie said about that with her acne sometimes some of the things that we do to try and prevent people from seeing it it kind of almost draws attention to it yeah so that oh i've got acne ignore it they might not have even noticed your skin yeah but then you draw that attention to it to you to it don't you so i think just that um but i think with me it was more when i was younger i think i've got a lot better with it now but it was more just from comments when i was younger so so at school um some boys would say damn the man and say that i look quite like a man so then that would play up in a lot of situations and I'd do anything I could to look as girly as possible. Like really blonde hair, really? loads of makeup, fake tan. I can't imagine you with blonde hair. I know. I'll show some photos later. Yeah, oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> so for me, that was when that was mainly when social anxiety would play up because I'd be so paranoid of what other people are thinking of me rather than just being me. But yeah. I think that's probably quite a lot to do with people when they're struggling with their identity especially in the queer community there's so much pressure isn't there to look a certain way do I look queer enough do I look feminine yeah. do I look masking enough there's, a, there's another level and yeah. that was going to be one of the things that I, I wanted to share was like um from Stonewall um a UK-based LGBT organization that it's actually reported that nearly half of the LGBTQ plus people under 26 said they've experienced anxiety in the last year which is like an insane yeah. stat yeah, really I mean it, it's mad when you think about it and also there was a government um survey in 2018 and it revealed that 72 percent of the respondents had experienced mental health issues compared to 49 percent of the generalized population so 72 yeah, percent of the queer community is experiencing anxiety yeah. and i think it's i don't want to say it's, it's obvious but I feel like it is quite obvious. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, we've all got something going on oh, that, yeah. that we all have to kind of like get over. And I feel like it is just like a, a level up from yeah. uh, not to negate away from, you know, individuals experiences. But yeah. I feel like as, as a queer person, it's a lot more difficult, isn't it, to kind of get started yeah. in these situations. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I wanted to ask you, like, talk to me about how you both met each other then. Like, what's your what's your story? <laughs> And <laughs> oh God. I, I, I know this story, but but I, I find it really interesting. Okay. <laughs> we met on Tinder, didn't we? Yeah. And we'd both come out of quite serious relationships, probably about a year before. So we were both on Tinder and we'd kind of spent a lot of time working on ourselves and trying to figure out who we want, like what kind of person we want, um, who we want to be, what will fit in our lives, our values, that kind of thing. Um. And I saw Jodie's account and she had loads of things in her bio, like hiking, adventures. I thought, oh, that sounds great. And then she had in there that she really liked poetry. And I thought, oh, you don't really come across many people that like poetry. And it's not really something that I was into, but I thought, that's really cool. I've not seen that before. So I messaged her. Well, I thought I'd messaged her saying, oh, how did you get into poetry? 
Um, but I'd actually messaged her saying, how did you get into poverty? <laughs> But it's I didn't so notice, so I just left it at that. I just so she just got a message thinking from this girl. What was you thinking? <laughs> I mean, you honestly. At this, at, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, at this point, like you talk to different girls, don't you? Because you, you want to meet the right person, <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. And it was like months and months, and I was like, oh, just like you know, when you just get fed up. You're not match anyone or maybe like you like someone and they're not like ticking all the boxes what you're looking for. And I got to a point where I generally give up. So, like, obviously I matched Danielle and I thought, she lives in London, even though you didn't. And I no. was like, that's never going to become a thing. I was living in Nottingham, wasn't I? And yeah, you, and you... I thought the film was Nottingham Hill. <laughs> <laughs> so, I thought, that together. She, I thought she was in, lived in London. And so I was like, okay, I'll match her, but nothing's ever going to come of it. Um, so I just left it as it is. Um, and then I was just, like, sat in bed and then someone would pop up from saying, I was like, oh. I really cannot be bothered, just like with the whole, you know, like the small talk, like, hey, how are you? Or, hey, you look beautiful. Like, oh. So then it just popped up saying, what got you into poverty? And I was like, what? Like, why someone just asked me that? So obviously I'd picked up my phone. I was like, obviously I wanted to reply to her. And I think I was just about replying and it was like, dot, dot, dot. And you was like, messaging something else. I was like, I didn't mean to put that. And I was like, well, I was going to say, like, that's quite rude. Like, why would you message me that? So I think if you didn't message me that, we probably wouldn't be a thing, would we? Yeah, it was a good conversation. I was going to say, like, there's a top tip for people on this podcast. Yeah. If you want, just just have a typo and yeah, then correct the it. Wrong. Just yeah. be really bold. What got you into poverty? Yeah, yeah, why are you so poor? <laughs> Cost of living crisis. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. So that's how we got talking, wasn't it? And then we spoke yeah. for months and... It was when the pandemic was going on, but you could kind of do things a little bit again. So our schedules just didn't align for months, did they? I, no. I went travelling around Greece a little bit and then when I come back, I had to isolate for so many weeks. You went and volunteered at an animal sanctuary yeah. in Spain and then you had to isolate. And then it was my birthday, then it was your birthday. So it took us months to actually meet, didn't it? Yeah. So it was a lot of back so it wasn't and forth. a U-Haul. No, no, it was the opposite. <laughs> Complete yeah. opposite. Yeah. <laughs> so then you did meet... Um, and how did you how did you feel like did when we're talking about like you know this anxiety and all of this like how how did that we work both for you? really did not play it cool no we at didn't. all we were both completely like Nervous. like I was mentioning being like I'm gonna be sick I can't do it and she <laughs> she was replying to me like I'm gonna be sick I can't do it <laughs> and you was like because she was getting the train from Nottingham to Manchester and yeah. she was like I might just get off here and go back home and I was like well I might just get off the tram and go back home but like luckily I think because she made it obvious that she was nervous that mm. calmed me down because like yeah sometimes I find it a bit off-putting if I'm going on a date and they're really not nervous because yeah. like, that makes me even more nervous because I'm like why are you not nervous like yeah I don't know I think like it's just normal for me to be like are they gonna like me and I think sometimes if someone comes across too confident I, I always think like oh they think that I'm really into them straight away mm. when it's probably not the case I'm probably just acting <coughs> confident but I think she played it really uncool. I was like, oh, oh. actually, she's a bit of a loser. Like, <laughs> was that not so. cool? <laughs> <laughs> it really was not cool, but I really wasn't cool either, so. It kind of just became more and more dramatic there, didn't it? And we, we do that quite a lot in our relationship. We'll make things more dramatic in that sense where... I don't know if we've tried if I've made something for tea and it's gone really wrong we'll be like oh that's disgusting that's the worst thing I've ever eaten and it'll just yeah, go really dramatic yeah. and it was kind of that wasn't it yeah like so, even the walk up to each other like yeah we'd, we'd 
we knew was like literally two seconds away from each other and I'd be like I'm about to look up but I'm scared to look up and then I look up and I'm like oh my god I've just seen you and I'm not turning up <laughs> it just became it really, really sarcastic cool, was it? Though, and then, it? but it was nice because when we first met yeah. we just burst out laughing at each other and we was like oh fine. yeah and it was completely fine but you just you lent into it yeah, oh, yeah. we didn't yeah. shy away from it which was probably yeah. quite different for me actually before I probably I'm very much like fake it till you make it like just go with the confidence but I wasn't and it's interesting I don't know why I think because you were so yourself it allowed me to be so myself yeah Mm. I think that's like a really important tip though and I think you know people listening to this might be like oh you know how can I admit that I'm nervous and it's like if you do and that person you know reacts in a bad way and it's like oh why why are you so nervous it's like do you want to meet them anyway? Yeah. You know, yeah. is that something that you want to do? But I'm definitely with you on the confident thing. I think it can be like quite sexy in some situations. Yeah. Maybe for like five, ten minutes. But then yeah. I don't want a relationship with somebody who's going to act like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I want someone to just be like real. If they're nervous, tell me you're nervous. Because then we can both be nervous together and laugh about it. Like, yeah. Because then like that's when like if you don't say you're nervous but then awkward things go on like you go to get your drink and then you spill it. Like, it's just easy to be like, oh, sorry, yeah. I'm nervous. And then you laugh about it. Yeah. Do you think, like, cause I think this is quite an interesting question, but do you think, like, dating and acting, like, has similarities? Like, when you first go on a date? Like, do you think that you're, oh, you're acting I on it? I think of something. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, like, if, say, for example, you're going for a pizza, I would be, like, watching first to see if they cut it up or if they pick it up. Right. Kind of thing. So, like... If they're, like, cutting it up, I think, okay, I'll cut it up. Whereas usually I just, like, ram it in. Ram it in. <laughs> Show it down. So I think I look for things like that or, like, if, like, they've ordered Prosecco or whatever, which I hate, but oh, yeah. ordered Prosecco, I'd, like, well, I'll bring some what's Prosecco the, What's there. the worst, like, fake thing you've done on a date, like, to... To like appease the other person or like like that, that. probably was it. You drinking the prosecco? Yeah, that was I hate prosecco, and I love prosecco, so I feel like I got catfished that day. <laughs> yeah, and now I've grown to love it because you forced me to drink it, but I like it now. But yeah, the whole time, every sip I had, I was like, "This is horrible," but I'm so nervous. I'm so you were acting anyway. with it. You were like, yeah. Mm, yum. yeah." I mean, it was a free bottle, so and I was. Like, <laughs> it was like one of those things where you get a free bottle because it's just been your birthday. Yeah, because yeah. I said I'll pay for the date. I was like sound yeah we'll have that there's more money for later on then yeah yeah i went on a date um which is ironic because like i have been vegan for like four years but i went on a date with this girl who was vegan and i wasn't at the time and she ordered everything she was like oh we can't have that because obviously it's got milk in the sauce and whatnot yeah and it was like so it it was back in the day so like the vegan options were really really shit as well so it was really stripped back to like some fries and like some some dry <laughs> like mushroom like thing and I literally was like she was like do you like this I was like yeah I'm also vegan <laughs> I told her that I was vegan and she was like oh my god that's amazing and I was like yeah I, f- I fucking hate cheese <laughs> I didn't know what to say I was just she was like why are you vegan I was just like oh it's the animals in it <laughs> and animals and the animals and the milk and that and she was just like yeah it's really tasty isn't it and it was the driest fucking <laughs> meal I'd ever eaten in my life yeah, that sounds really and then like, mm. I, yeah, she was like mm, this is nice it was awful and then I had to message her you know a couple of weeks after because she was very keen um 
which there's nothing wrong with yeah. but like keen just too keen like as yeah. in like I was getting on a bus and like she was chasing me down the street being like you know do you want to see each other again and I was like oh, wow. no <laughs> <laughs> no because I'm not vegan yeah, I don't want any more dry food from you <laughs> but what about your your previous relationships then like you, you like spoke about it you touched upon it yeah but I wanted to say like was there anxiety involved in those like do you think that those situations like had an impact like up until the point that you met each other and like do you want to talk a little bit around that yeah definitely I think for me and before I met Jodie I wasn't 100% sure of who I was myself and my identity which I think is really common in the queer community anyway isn't it because we have I've heard people say that queer people have their puberty a lot later <laughs> like their emotional mental puberty because a lot of the time for people they don't figure out they're queer until maybe after school yeah so the whole time where people are figuring themselves out in school queer people do that later and I think that's really funny and really interesting that I think that definitely happened for me and like I mentioned earlier at school I got teased for people saying I was looked like a man and I was quite tomboyish but I mean it wouldn't matter even if I did but I took that really personal and I and I did go really girly and then when I went to university, I kind of found my style a little bit. And then when I got into my first serious relationship, again, I kind of lost that and went back girly and mm. dressing how I <laughs> didn't really like to dress. And I think my mum as well, my mum loves like girly fashion and like femme fashion. Yeah. So I think my mum loved that. She's like, oh, you look really nice. And I was like, oh, do I look nice? So I <laughs> kind of dressed girly, but didn't feel like me, didn't feel comfortable. That when I met Jodie, she was really open to me dressing in any way I want and going through different styles and she'd be like wear what you think and if you think that looks nice then go for it and I'd like try some of her clothes on and (laughs) classic all of your clothes classic lesbian move I do have your jacket on (laughs) I always have her clothes on to be fair (laughs) but I think definitely from previous relationships and then getting into this relationship I'm much more myself and I think it's been like that from the off and I'm not sure if that's because we had that time to work on ourselves for a period of time or if it's just being with the right person and they just getting you. Mm. What about you, Jodie? That's very cute. (laughs) (laughs) That is cute. But you're like giving back my jacket though. (laughs) Um, I think a lot of like going back to the acne thing, a lot of my anxiety came from like not feeling good enough. Cause like, say like my first partner had like the clearest skin and I was like, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. And then like during that relationship, like the odd things would happen where I'd think, she wasn't being honest mm-hmm. um so then that caused a lot of anxiety as well but I think I used to take it back like it's my fault like I'm not pretty enough or I'm not good enough or I'm not earning enough money and stuff like that and I don't know why I turn it around on me whereas it should be me annoyed at like yeah if, someone's li- if I feel like someone's lying to me or something like that um so I think I think some of my anxiety came from that one and then kind of just being left by that person i mean <laughs> you're laughing we know because... the story no but we, we want we want to share the story in a respectful way okay okay so <laughs> i'd been with my first partner for years and i thought everything was fine um everything was perfect in my head and then i'd gone to work that day still thinking everything was fine and then i'd come home <laughs> god sake um and the first thing i'd noticed was the washing machine was gone <laughs> and i was like what the hell where's my washing machine <laughs> and 
then obviously I'd look around and he was like, other things gone. And then there was just like a letter left for me. Like the nicest letter on earth. You would leave your now ex a nice letter. But it's just no whiteware. But all my stuff was gone and I was like, my washing machine. And I was so like, I was so in shock. But you know, like you, something's traumatised you that much that you're like messaging people. And I was like, she's took the washing machine. <laughs> Back in the day when it was like years ago, you like write Facebook statuses. I was like, I cannot believe she's gone and took the washing machine. And like all of my friends always remember that. And like, they're always like, oh, um, do you remember that time that girl took your washing machine? And I'm like, oh my God. Why was that the significant thing of like the breakup that she took the washing machine? I think it's just because like, it's the first thing that you noticed. Like, yeah. And it's not like usually you would like walk in and then be like oh god I, like it's like, over it's yeah. over yeah, she's gone. and you were just like but but where is it where's my washing machine gone? <laughs> like what the hell where's the washing machine i've only been gone for about six hours <laughs> so yeah and like how did she get it out of there that's why i want to know because six hours is not it that long it was a swift it? a swift i was thinking yeah. about this the other day yeah. because obviously we this is the, the other night was the first time i heard this story and i was thinking like has such a swift moving out process of like all of this stuff in the space of just one work shift. Yeah, I know. It's just so wild that like you said, didn't you, that you didn't suspect anything. Like no. the night before you'd fine. had a really nice night together, you'd gone you'd gone out to work, yeah. thinking nothing of it, and then you come home, you get I in and the washing relationship... machine's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing at that point. I literally went to work and I was like, everything's great. Yesterday I had the most amazing date day. Everything was perfect. But obviously I didn't know it was my last day with her. Yeah. But she did because she took the washing machine. And, um, <laughs> I was washing machineless. So I was like, what am I going to do now? Without your washing machine. Without my washing machine. Yeah. Was there other items? Was it like other big items gone as well or was it just that one? Um... <laughs> <laughs> I did the microwave I mean, leave. <laughs> I mean, it's mainly the washing machine mm. and her and the mm. clothes and one of the cats, just one, not the oh, other just cat. One. Just, <laughs> yeah, just, just one cat, not the other cat. So, um, I was, yeah, at least it was split it. down the middle. Yeah, one. yeah, fifty fifty. So, what did you get if she took the washing machine? Yeah, I got the living room furniture, <laughs> and I sold it for a deposit. Wow, for somewhere else. Yeah, but yeah, so at least I got something. It's yeah. not the washing machine. It's not the washing machine. Was it a good one? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty decent. It's quite new as well. Probably <laughs> <laughs> why she lifted it. Yeah. Out of ten, what would you rate the washing machine? Yeah. Probably like a nine. A nine. Oh, wow, wow, that's, wow, really, that's really, high. That is high. I only took a ten off because, well, the ten off because I, I bought it with her. And she took it. Yeah. Otherwise, it'd be a ten. It would have been a ten. It would have been a ten, yeah. that washing machine. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so obviously that fed into a bit of anxiety oh, yeah, going yeah. forward. <laughs> yeah, because then I feel like, oh my God, whatever, get with someone else and they just leave and take things. Yeah, did you ever think that? Machine. Like, in, was it because there was there another relationship after that relationship? Yeah. Did, did you ever worry that any furniture or items were going missing <laughs> in that relationship? <laughs> I mean, I feel like when I went into my second relationship, I knew I wasn't ready. Like, I knew mm. I'd not healed. And I'm kind of like the person that, like, I actually want to heal before I meet someone else. Um, that's a very healthy outlook though yeah like I'm yeah. quite happy to be single no offence oh okay I... <laughs> I'll just get up and go now shall I no, like, I do I do think like being single is such a time to just work on yourself and then do all the things that you, you can do without being in a relationship and just work on yourself and what you want and I'd not f- kind of finished doing that when mm. this next person came along um, so I think that was a lot into it because I didn't really believe in like love anymore I'd c- completely like thought this ain't gonna work and if it does probably gonna be give it a year give it two years maybe it's not probably never gonna work out I just kind of like 
Do you come a bit like jaded after that? Yeah, I just, I just thought, <clears throat> okay, yeah, I'll get with this girl. Things might be great, but it'll, she'll probably leave me one day mm. with no washing machine. So <laughs> I don't know. I think I was very guarded. Yeah. Um, but obviously, I, I've just always had this thing that I'm not good enough for some reason. And I don't know why. I don't know. I don't really know where that comes from. Um, so how did you, how did that guard like get dropped down then? You know, you, you're saying like that you were jaded, you didn't believe in love and all of that. But obviously like you guys are engaged. Yeah. Yeah. She's not nicked your furniture. Yeah, it's, all, it's going well. <laughs> I generally thought that I didn't actually believe that. Because obviously you get with people and like things are amazing, but there's still something in the back of your head that you think this ain't going to last because we have too many differences or it might be toxic mm. or... I'm starting to not trust that person. So I generally didn't think I'd find someone until I got with Danielle. Like, I never thought I'd treat, like, trust someone ever again. Mm. And, like, weirdly, I trust you, so... Yeah. Weirdly. Yeah, weirdly. <laughs> weirdly. <laughs> a bit of a shady actually, character. Yeah, I really trust her, which is really, like, not like me. Like, I think after that, I thought I couldn't trust someone ever again. But you did spend that year, didn't you? With You spent about a year you were single before you met me oh and yeah and I had a tick list of what I wanted yeah <laughs> really an actual tick, tick list, list. Is really what's, funny actually. what's your tick list <laughs> why do I say this I don't know I've seen the tick list <laughs> come on you got to see what was some <laughs> of it there's like normal things on it like I want them to be funny or hmm. emotionally available and like... oh this was a tick list of what you wanted yeah. in a relationship okay. yeah so I'd, yeah. I'd like be on tinder and I'd, yeah. <laughs> I'd literally have this tick list of each girl I'd talk to and what like on a notepad yes like, it was oh, an yeah. actual tick I list know, <laughs> actually tick it i just had the list of things that i wanted from a relationship and if you didn't tick all the boxes i, w- I didn't want it because i just think the older you get you need to be really serious about yeah who you want to be with like if you want to be with someone long term then why would you get with someone that like isn't like got the values that you want mm-hmm. like say for example children like you can't get with someone if someone wants children the other person doesn't like i mean the idea yeah. might come round to it or like if someone really loves Marvel and you absolutely hate it and you're like, oh yeah, I love Marvel and then you've got to sit through it. I've got to sit through a Marvel film and enjoy it. I'd absolutely hate it. So yeah, so I had this list. <laughs> Was that on the list? Doesn't like Marvel. I mean, it's it almost as bad. I'm kind of open. But... Roller coasters. <laughs> no, <I> don't... <laughs> Was on this list. Must, like, must like roller, roller coasters. coasters. <laughs> <laughs> because I love roller coasters. They're like a good thrill, aren't they? Like I love it. <laughs> Sound like my mum or something. <laughs> yeah, I love them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Great, great afternoon now. Okay, sir. And yeah, I just think I can't be with someone who doesn't get on a roller coaster with me because I can't really sit next foundation to a stranger. Foundation of all good relationships. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't um, sit on a roller coaster next to a stranger like, whoa! Like, <laughs> so I want to be with someone like experiences that excitement with me. Yeah. The thrill of going up and like, whoa! So what else was on this list then? They must like horror films. Okay. Because I love them, but I can't sit and watch them on my own because I'm absolutely terrified. Yeah. So you liked horror films, which was yeah. good. I think <laughs> like is a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> Tolerate it. Force you to watch them. Yeah. But at least you'd watch them with me. Like, if you yeah, I do. watch horror films yeah. with me, I'd be like, oh, this is not going to work. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I think, I definitely had adventurous on there. Like, you're open to do new things and mm. stuff like I don't know, like skydiving or hikes and Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I don't see this list and be like, "There's so much here that I need to do." <laughs> I know it's like a bucket list. I'm amazed I ticked them. You actually ticked every one of them. <laughs> well, what can I say? <laughs> so, no, I think you just 
God, I mine, think when mine would be so. Mine it, would be like so. Like, why do you think it took me about ten girls to, <laughs> to find one that was interested in all the things I, think I mine were? Mine would just be like, would look after me if I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> Can cook. <laughs> what if you were sick and they put a Marvel film on that you hated? I don't mind Marvel though. Oh, sorry. This is the thing. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not obsessed with it, but I'm also not like it doesn't offend me. Yeah, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't offend me. I don't. I don't, I, like, I don't care if other people like Marvel. Like one of my best friends loves Marvel, and I like think it's really cool how much she's into it. But I think with me, my attention span is really bad. Mm. So unless quite long films. Well. <laughs> so unless something's got my attention, I'm gonna be so bored and fidgety, and like. That's why I think it's important to like have someone that's interested in some of like yeah. or not everything like like say like you really love reading and I can't even read like, yeah I get stuck on the same page or like you're into some things that I'm not into but I think it's important to have a lot of similarities because mm. you just there's so much to do like you can come up with all these different date days date nights like yeah. you have to do the same thing all the time yeah so when you know so having somebody who's very similar to you. Are you saying like that kind of helped to reduce like your anxiety with stuff? Like, was there? Yeah, I think so. Because yeah. it's like if you had this certain hobby and your partner didn't, like, I think sometimes in the past, like, I've been put down for liking that certain thing. Mm. So, like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, really... I know I felt that as well. Yeah. I, felt, I, I actually I had a first boyfriend, uh, the <laughs> only boyfriend I had, didn't like music. Straight oh, up, that would be a no. Just at all. Yeah, no music. <laughs> didn't like music at all. And I love. I obviously. I mean, everyone says I love music, but like, yeah. I literally have music on my ears, like yeah. from the moment I wake up to the moment yeah. I go to bed. And there was no music at all. And I was like, oh, it doesn't matter. Obviously, I was only seventeen. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, I, I couldn't do it now. You ha- you have to. Yeah, you know. definitely. Yeah. And I think that's what um, I learned because. See, like, I, I'd talk to, like, some girl on Tinder and I'd think, oh, she's really pretty, like, definitely my type and stuff. And then she'd say something that, like, she was really into. It, it was just ridiculous, like, say, like, brunch. And obviously, like, with me being vegan, she'd be like, oh, I love brunch, like, salmon, eggs and all this lot. Like, it's, like, really important. That's, like, one of my hobbies to go out for brunch. And I was like... And at first I was like, oh, yeah, I love brunch too. <laughs> just because I really was attracted to her. And I was like, why am I lying to her? Like, why would I act like I like brunch just because I am attracted to her? So I think I learned... <laughs> what are you laughing You don't I like don't brunch. brunch. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like it. I'm just I like, don't like brunch. What do you mean you don't like hate brunch? brunch. <laughs> it's, it's boring, isn't you it? Love, you love a bit yeah, of there are some There are some people out it. there and that's their hobby. Their yeah, hobby like is if they like generally, if that's like, brunch. they're like, they love doing it, then, then obviously if I'm like, oh my God, like I'd love to meet her, like really attracted to it, then you, sometimes you can act like you like that too because mm. you want it to be interested in you. But then I was like, why would I act like that when that's not me? Yeah. So I think... I was quite like proud of myself in a way for working out because then I wouldn't actually go on the dates. I wouldn't progress yeah. them yeah. like conversations because I'd, I'd be like, I need to be me yeah. and fully me. Like even if I like the most cringiest stuff ever, like I love 80s music and I love dressing like I'm from the 80s even though I wasn't even born in the 80s. So I want someone that like I could put 80s on and they're like, oh, like, you know, like, you, do, you don't want to be with someone that puts you down for things that you like. No. So you want to be with someone that is generally going to like you for what you do like. Yeah, and I think that's really important what you just said about 
you know, stopping yourself from, I don't advocate for like stopping yourself from meeting new connections and stuff. But I think if you're having conversations with people, like especially on dating apps, and you can kind of, you can tell that you're sort of like agreeing to what they like, or you're seeing something and you're overlooking it. Like, you know, I definitely did have a type like um, on a dating app. Like it was always like these like women with like coloured hair and like tattoos and like like vans. I don't know how you'd like describe them now as a lesbian trope but like skaterish or whatever yeah, yeah. showing my millennial like roots now <laughs> um, but I would go on the dates and I just would be like I'm such a square like <laughs> to you. and like we would have nothing in common at yeah. all they like, would always be into like I don't know like metal music or like fucking trap or like like yeah. something like yeah. that and like smoke like so much weed like all yeah. the time like and I'd just be sat there like yeah me too and I was like this is not me yeah at all um like I like a good time like I like a party 100% um but I also like to go to the garden center on like yeah. a Sunday afternoon and pick out seeds yeah so you know I, <laughs> yeah. it was like you, you need yeah. to understand and have that time don't you and I think that almost like it gives you ang- it can give you anxiety to to act and pretend that you are a certain version of yourself yeah um you know, and dating is so strange, like first dates and meeting is so strange anyway, because you are putting on a front of yourself, you're putting on like your best version, yeah, like, yeah. nice clothes and like, you're, you know, trying not to like drop anything down yourself and like make yourself look nice. And yeah. it's not actually an accurate representation of ours, yeah. is it? And doing Mr. Bean impressions on the first date. Oh, don't. <laughs> she she said don't put say, it down for what she likes. No, I was just because I was going to say like, I think with me and you are actually quite good at not act in a certain way which like, is different yeah you're, like danny's very very clumsy like very i am clumsy. very clumsy and i'm i'm a bit ditzy sometimes like i quite i might not retain the information or like completely say the wrong thing because i don't understand something and i think we're quite good at just being ourselves and laughing about laughing it. it off yeah like even the date there was like awkward things and yeah i mean obviously i was doing like weird <clears throat> mr breen impressions whereas that could have uh- really scared someone off <laughs> terrified of the Mr. Bean but I loved it I loved your Mr. Bean impression it was different and unique (laughs) was there ever a moment like with you guys you know when like Danny or like Jodie like you said something you know when one of you was feeling anxious that like really kind of quashed those feelings and like really like supported each other like a certain moment where you kind of knew like yeah this person's like complimenting like what I'm going through. I think it happens quite a lot, doesn't it? Like, yeah. As much as we have got loads of similarities, also, we, of course, we've got our differences and our different hobbies and stuff. And we, I think we respect that about each other. It's like Jodie with the 80s music. I like 80s music, but I'm not into it as much. It's not something I really <laughs> li- listened to before I met Jodie. I but, do like indie as well. So yeah, we you like do. Indie, so. But like you're, you're, you're happy to have like the music that you like on around the house and not yeah. feel anxious about that, are you? Because it's, I think it's endearing. It's nice. Like we have our differences. Yeah. And like the same with, I really like women's football. I played, I played football for much of my life, and you try to really get like support that interest, don't you? Like yeah, you'll like, let me at have the it start, on. <clears throat> I was a bit like, oh no, it's the one thing I forgot to put on my list. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth like doesn't like football. <laughs> and she liked football. I was like, oh, God, no. So I was really, really not into football. 
Uh, but I'd never watched women's football before, and she introduced me to Lucy Bronze. Yeah. Mm. I hope Lucy Bronze isn't listening, but I hope she is. No, <laughs> <laughs> like, I really fancy Lucy Bronze. So, at first, it was more like, if Lucy Bronze is playing, I'll watch it. Um, yeah. But then yeah. I feel like now I've learned, like, the characters, and I kind of. The out my mouth <laughs> it's not a play it is <laughs> the players, the players yeah. yeah they okay, are players. real real okay, character, characters, on the pitch. <laughs> characters on the pitch yeah. okay now yeah. I've learned to get to know them yeah um not personally but, um, yeah you wish not. though yeah yeah Lucy yeah. <laughs> um yeah I think now I generally enjoy it don't I? I'm like I actually get into it now Whereas yeah at first I, I generally had zero interest but I think the thing that's helped us with our anxieties and stuff around being yourself is that we do we do take the mick out of each other quite a lot, but it's in a nice way and it's not in a putting you down kind of way. It's kind of in a that that's a little bit cringy or a little bit funny, but that's nice. Like it's nice yeah. to have those things. Or like mm-hmm. with me being clumsy, I'm quite insecure. I have really big feet. So <laughs> I go tripping over everything, kicking things over. But you'll just be like, that's just who you are. Like it's okay yeah. and yeah, and especially like with the Instagram, one of the things that we do a lot to start with, we're really insecure about posting ourselves and we're quite self-conscious. We are quite a cringy couple. We know that. <laughs> but it's what makes yeah. us all, isn't <laughs> you're it? You're not cringy. I wouldn't I mean, say you're cringy. Do you? Yeah. But in like, I think in like a nice way, like we're quite, I think it's I think endearing. In like dorky, yeah. Like in a dorky way, I think. Like, not like overly soppy, just being like. More, yeah. Yeah. But we'll say if one of us is having a bad day or say there's something you've got an outfit on and you don't quite feel like you look your best or you're a bit worried about how you look, we'll just say to each other, it sounds quite harsh, but but that's what you look like. Yeah. That's what you look like. And that really helps our anxiety, doesn't it? Just taking a step back and being like, okay, well, that's what you look like. If you see someone in the street, at least they're going to recognise you because that's what you look like, you know, yeah. rather than trying to edit yourself. So you post, like, those pictures anyway, you don't... We, you don't yeah, oh, yeah, we, definitely. We did, we, we, it was a big struggle at, at the start, um, for me especially, because it sounds terrible, but before we did social media, I would overly edit my photos, like, really bad, and to the point that I'd make myself look slimmer, and that's, like... When I think about it now, I'm like in shock that I used to do that. Yeah, but a lot of people terrible. do that. Like, why yeah, would I? Why would I want to make myself <clears throat> look slimmer? So now, like, I, I think I, st- I still struggle sometimes. Where I think, oh, I think like I might look a bit big there, or like my arm looks a bit chunky or whatever. But then I think, why am I thinking that? Like, I'm just like a normal person. Yeah, I mm. like food, but <laughs> I love food. <laughs> <Who doesn't? laughs> That's one of my hobbies. I love eating, just not um, brunch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just think like. Why why am I getting so upset by the way I look in this photo when mm. it, this is just the way I look? I can't yeah. change it. And obviously, if we, we film a video, I can't change that. So mm. as long as we're having fun. And it took me years to, like, learn. I used to really, like, focus on how I looked, especially I think it definitely comes from acne. But now I just think if you was to meet someone randomly, like, or you was making a new friend, you'd more focus on the personality and, like, if you vibe together, mm. if you're having a laugh, like... You wouldn't look at them and be like, oh, I want to be friends with them because they're pretty. Like, you wouldn't be no, friends with them because no. they're funny or they're nice person. They've yeah, got good kind. morals. Or you get yeah. on having Because yeah. yeah. you could, like, make friends with a really, really pretty person. They could be horrible. So, like, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what you look like as mm. long as you're you and you're nice and you're not hurting anyone. Yeah. So I think we, we, like, really work on that, don't we? When sometimes we might go to post a picture and I'm like, oh, I don't really like that picture. We're like, well... It's actually helped our confidence as well. Yeah. Our confidence in the past year has grown 
a lot, hasn't it, in ourselves and accepting who we are and what we look like and being okay with that. Yeah. And I think that has come from posting ourselves as who we mm. are because what Jodie said something once that really <laughs> stuck with me that she's not scared to meet people now because they already know how she looks. Whereas when she edited oh, herself, yeah. she'd be worried that they wouldn't recognise her or they'd be like, yeah, well, that's I'd not like, what you look like on I'd Instagram. Like, oh my God, I've literally edited myself to be like three sizes slimmer, <laughs> like size eight. And I'm like probably like 12, 14 now. And if I walk past someone, I'm like, oh my God, they look, they've seen that picture where I look really <laughs> yeah. skinny. And I don't look skinny in person. So like, yeah. why, like a lot of my anxiety came from that, definitely. Yeah. Just overly editing myself. Whereas now I think like if I was to bump into someone or like, make like meet someone that might have watched our social media i don't feel as like scared to meet them now because they've seen what we look like they've seen yeah. kind what's of our your, personality what's your tips like if if people are listening to this and they're on dating apps like and they're sort of saying oh you know i have to put my best self forward but often those best you know photos are yeah. edited or you look a certain way in them like would you actively encourage people to put up a more like natural photo yeah, or like what, what, how, how do you set yeah. up a dating profile to like have success i think you should definitely post like what you actually look like without all the edits and like different angles like post a picture of yourself laughing because that's what you're gonna look like on the date probably like we we've worked on a lot whereas we ha- used to hate pictures of us laughing didn't we yeah. and now we look at him like wow look how happy we look mm. and i think if i was to scroll past a girl like on tinder or whatever and she just looked naturally like happy and it wasn't just filtered photos it gives off it shows a bit more character in that person just yeah. in that photo you can see more of people's personality i think and i mean look we're all going to post our best photos aren't we we're not going to post photos where we think we don't look nice in them but you can still post your best photos and they be natural photos that are you you can still post photos that are yourself that you like we're not going to say post photos you hate because nobody's going to yeah. do no. that no. but being yourself i think is the biggest thing yeah like say for example if someone really loves reading books like if Put someone's that. took a picture of you reading a book, like post that because that's like what you're into. Or if you've got like a really wild, crazy personality and you're like wearing like weird hats or something, just post a picture of a weird hat on. Like, yeah, just yeah. be yourself because that'll that'll be. You're only gonna find the right person by being yourself. You're never gonna find the person for you if you're not yourself. Yeah. So. Exactly, I yeah. agree with that. So it's good to have a tit list as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you wasn't like mega strict with this. No, tit it was like you? you're not gonna like, say. I just knew what I was looking for. Yeah, you wasn't gonna say it. As much as we're laughing and joking about the roller coasters, you're not going to say, okay, this person ticks all my boxes, but they don't like roller coasters, so it's a no. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know, but obviously you, you want someone that's interested in the Definitely, same things. Because yeah. I do think in the past I have been put down for things that I've been interested in. So I didn't want that this time. Yeah. I wanted someone that like yeah. would be either interested in what I'm interested in mm. or think it's cute or... How do you now, like if you have, you know, social anxiety and you've said that obviously like your confidence has grown so much in the past 12 months, but, you know, we all experience anxiety still. It never fully goes away. And I also think it's like a skill that you have to keep topping up all the time. You have to keep going with it. But if you experience it now, like how do you work through those situations and, you know, like yeah, like make sure that you're okay? I think, I don't know, something happened one day where something clicked with me. And it was almost like I was watching myself. So if I'm in a situation where I feel really uncomfortable and anxious, I'd kind of imagine what I look like sat there like this, like really scared and anxious. And I feel that just makes you look more awkward than just trying to be yourself. Mm. So like even if I do come out my shell and just be myself, like I might still feel a bit anxious afterwards. I'm like, oh, was a bit too much? But I'd rather it. I'd rather have come across as me than like be sat there like, 
really, mm. really anxious. So you so, physically change like your body posture and stuff like when you take note of like in your mind of what you look like? Yeah, like it's definitely hard. Like I still kind of struggle with it. Um, it's more like meeting new people or meeting someone I haven't mm. seen for years and I think, oh, what are they going to think of me now? Because like, I remember like when we first met like in, in Amsterdam, Amsterdam Pride and you said like, oh, I felt a bit a bit anxious do you remember yeah like, and I just had a drink yeah <laughs> <laughs> so this is not great advice sometimes I have a drink just have a really um, large vodka yeah, yeah. if you're over 18 yeah. I mean it, I mean sometimes if it's a social situation um I'm not saying like take to drink but like if I have just one drink it does help me like just yeah relax a little bit I don't you know what this like we have to be honest on this podcast yeah, yeah. and like a lot of people do it and I've done it yeah. I remember I went to an improv class like I wanted to join this improv class this group and it was like a 10 week course and I was absolutely shitting it because I I didn't like put myself in social situations very often yeah. and I'd just come back from Poland and like bought all of these like flavoured vodkas and stuff from the duty free I was like I just <laughs> have a few shots of that <laughs> it was 6 o'clock on a Thursday and I basically turned up at this class and I was like hi everyone <laughs> I was like the first person to talk and I was like I don't recommend that but yeah. it does loosen you up a little bit yeah definitely yeah. but obviously I wouldn't always take to drink because you know you're not really like solving the situation yourself no, if you're just no, using something no. else but I don't know that I just I kind of imagine what I look like in that moment and like do I look more awkward by letting it consume me how anxious I am mm. or just be myself and if they like me if they don't like me that's fair enough I've, at least I've been myself so I think yeah. I do try and work <clears throat> a lot on that it's habits isn't it as well yeah and I always think because I had quite bad social anxiety like when I go to like networking stuff when I first moved down to London because I didn't know anybody and I thought like the best way to get to know people was go like work drinks and whatnot and I would notice I I noticed I did this thing and it was only after like not staying at these events that I noticed it but um, I would go in and I would go straight to the toilet and I would feel like really, really nervous. And I would like yeah. look at myself in the mirror and like really try and, and push myself to like get back out there. And sometimes I just wouldn't. I would go to the toilet and then I'd maybe go outside and like have a snack at the buffet table and then leave. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, well, at least I at least I came. And that's great. Yeah. But I made this like pact with myself that as soon as I got into an event, I had to stay in that room rather yeah. than going to the toilet, which was like my little escape. So I feel like if, if people have a little thing that they do, that always is like their little escape like to to make sure you're not doing it like you said like you know noticing yourself and maybe yeah, like yeah. correcting it I don't know what you think like maybe yeah definitely so there's a lot of behaviors that we do isn't it to try and make things easier but yeah. often it keeps that anxiety going and it feeds into that anxiety and then we can't break that cycle yeah I think it's definitely something that like what Jodie said, figuring out what it is that you're doing and then trying to change that. And we're all going to feel socially anxious when we go to places and when we see people, but I think it's managing it and having that level of acceptance. You can't please everybody. Not everybody's going to like you. As long as you like you, that's all that matters. And just trying to accept that and accept yourself for who you are. And I think that maybe that's something that I've probably learned a lot over the year as well, that it's okay to be me and to just... And when Jodie says, that's what you look like or that's who you are, that just really helps. Because it's not in a harsh way, it's just an acceptance. Yeah. Try and push yourself and there's only one you and that's that's what makes you you. Mm. And like in terms of obviously like in talking about like intimacy and like emotional intimacy and because it can mean so many different things like physical intimacy, emotional intimacy. Um, You know, as queer people, like it's something that we struggle with like from 
past experiences as you yeah. said you know and stuff that's happened but like how did you guys kind of you said you know I just I weirdly just trusted her like how did you guys kind of connect on like an intimate level like from you know your your previous experiences before like was there something that kind of helped you like did you have conversations about like your previous relationships or like you know what what did you kind of talk about that made you come closer together I think we definitely did talk about all the different things we'd been through and yeah. like things that had affected you badly in your past relationships the things that had affected me and we just kind of worked on ways around it so it was just little things like at the start, I was terrified of conflict because of my last partner. Um, I'd get really anxious and I couldn't be in the room if I felt like there was conflict. And I'd want to run, like walk off. Whereas that would kind of like trigger you with something from the past. Whereas if, yeah. it, if I walked off, that was actually worse for you. Yeah. So we, it was like definitely compromising on things. Because at first I'd be like, well, I need to get out of the situation. Mm. This, is, this is what I need to do. Whereas I had to, I had to like remember that she's not that person like Danny's not my ex um and she's not gonna do other things so washing machine um but yeah I think a lot of compromising on how to deal with different situations and how things might have affected you how things have affected me we'd know not to do them things I kind of I think we learn each of us triggers quite early because everyone has that like crazy butterfly stage where everything's perfect but then you've got to really like dig deep to see mm. what people's like yeah. triggers are and like yeah. what you might have had trauma from and you don't want to trigger your new partner and obviously she didn't want to trigger me because then you automatically your head goes into like past mode like mm. oh she's just the same or whatever whereas yeah. I think if you really talk about it and you try to avoid triggering your partner or like I don't know I think it was having that respect for each other as well. Yeah. Just because something doesn't affect me doesn't mean that it doesn't affect you. And trying to understand that rather than thinking, oh, she's just being ridiculous. Mm. Thinking, okay, well, there's a reason that that upsets her. Why is it? And can I understand that? And is there something that I can do to try and help that? And I think we both took that time, as we said earlier in the podcast, we both took that time to figure ourselves out, which I think was really important for both of us to get to know ourselves before just kind of rushing into another relationship. And a lot of things came into that. It, it was the pandemic, so you couldn't really go out and meet people yeah. as much. And we did have to have those months where we were just chatting. But I think having that respect for each other's triggers and what upsets each other really helped. And that open and honesty helped us to just get to know each other and develop that emotional intimacy and just be like, okay, I can trust this person. They're respecting me. They're respecting what I'm struggling with. And believing that they're not going to hurt you. Yeah, because I think we've got to like a healthy stage now that, say for example, if Danny snaps at me and it's out of nowhere, instead of me being like, oh, what's she snapping at me for? I'd like be like, what's wrong? I can tell her something wrong. She's just snapped at me and you'll do the same. Yeah. You? Like if you tell that my mood is like off, you'd be like, what's going on? I can tell her something going yeah. on where I've never had that before. Mm. Like if I, everyone's like snappy now and then, like especially if they've had a terrible day at work or whatever. And like, in other relationships, they'd be like, oh, why are you talking to me like that? Whereas now we're kind of just you like... You, like, had response mode rather than, like... Yeah, you know, whereas, yeah, like, now we're, like, there's something going on, like... What is what, it? What, what's wrong? And then we'll, like, have, like, five, <laughs> ten minutes sat down, like, talk about how, we f how we're feeling that day and then 
that's it. Then we know, like, maybe that person needs extra support that day. And mm. and it's, like, probably the most healthiest relationship I've ever been in, to be honest. It's definitely took time to get to that, hasn't it? Like, yeah. everybody has that butterfly stage where everything's perfect. Yeah. And we had our butterfly stage and... Had it. Had it. <laughs> <laughs> had it. We've had it. it. We've done it. <laughs> yeah. It's flat. It's flat. <laughs> it's gone. Well, this is maybe a good segue because I actually have a gift for both of you. Okay. Talking okay. about emotional intimacy. from Just me. But yes, just for you. Just for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it can be for you if you want it to be. <laughs> or it can be for both of you. Um, from Love Honey. Oh. Okay. I know. Just, just for me. Yeah. <laughs> First thoughts on oh, it. Okay. I was nearly going to buy one of them. <laughs> what is it? Just out with myself. Um, A happy rabbit. Oh, 12 functions. Waterproof. <laughs> We love love honey, don't we? Yeah. Happy Rabbit. Can you tell this is my first time doing a branded promotion? <laughs> the Happy Rabbit has three thrilling speeds. Oh. Yeah. And nine tempting patterns. Vibration. Also, which I thought was very interesting and a good point because I do a lot of travelling and also I think you guys do a lot of like weekends away and bits and bobs. Yeah. It locks so you can put it like in a backpack and then it doesn't go off. It doesn't vibrate when That's you're like good. at an airport or like travelling. Oh, because it's rechargeable, so it's not. So you can't just take the batteries out. It's no, not, it just uh, keeps going. I don't know if anyone's like ever had that situation. Like, I've I... had an ish similar situation. Well, it's actually completely an innocent situation. It was the security people that took it the wrong way. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so I went to I went to Amsterdam um, on a on a trip away, and I was going as a it was like a cops and robbers theme, and I had some handcuffs in my bag, and it was genuinely for my fancy dress, and I'd put them in my hand luggage, so it'd gone through security. And the security guard took them out and he was like, what are these? You can't take these on the plane. Everyone was looking and he's dangling these handcuffs. So yeah, it's it's handy to know that this locks and that I won't be going through that again. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely had that situation. Like I was with a friend and like we were putting her bag through um, like, you know, the scanners at the airport yeah. and stuff. And there was this like, what's that and she was like i don't know god i don't know (laughs) did you pack an electric toothbrush in there she's like i don't think so i don't think so anyway it got through the scanner and obviously like because it was you know a a battery or whatever um they pulled it out and it was this vibrate it was just this this really big vibrate (laughs) and like it was like it was like that color it was hot pink yeah so she was just basically standing there in like airport security in gatwick just like Oh, trying desperately to turn it off yeah they were like could you turn this off madam like is this a safe <laughs> and she was no. just like give it to me give it to me um but if you are interested in the happy rabbit at home um love honey are actually giving this away it's for free if you spend 30 pounds i think that's a pretty good deal actually yeah because yeah. you could easily spend 30 pounds on love honey and yeah. you get yourself a nice happy rabbit yeah. um so you can use it just you or just you can <laughs> yeah Jenny's like I love it I love it um, as I said we had butterflies isn't it we've come yeah back with a vengeance yeah no because you're yeah. like that's over maybe, maybe <laughs> butterflies are done that's mine hand it over yeah. <laughs> do your own thing um so my last question which I like to ask everyone on this podcast uh, because of the name girl from material what do you think makes someone girl from material for me, someone that can make me laugh. Definitely someone that can make me laugh, someone that I can trust and be myself with. And just have a laugh, be silly, not be so serious. The world is so serious at the minute. And of course we need to 
we need to take some responsibility with that and we need to kind of look into those things but someone who you can just switch off with and have a laugh definitely yeah and like obviously trust is a big thing so i don't want anyone yeah. taking my washing machine <laughs> someone so. who doesn't take the washing machine <laughs> And it's just like never not them. funny. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be able to trust that they're not going to leave. Randomly. <laughs> they need to be have open, honest conversations when they're ready, when they're ready to leave. And they're yeah, yeah. The washing machine. Like I hope that one day, if you was wanting to leave me, you would be like, "I'm going to leave, and I'm going to take these things." Yeah. So yeah. I know. Yeah. So yeah, def- <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I know I'm really sarcastic, aren't I? But um, yeah, definitely honesty is massive. Yeah. Um, being able to trust your partner because I think for me personally there's no trust i can't yeah yeah i have to feel like you can't really build on that unless obviously there's some circumstances where people can trust their partner again but for me that's a really big thing but yeah definitely being able to be yourself whereas like you can literally like be excited about something and your partner's excited for you even if they're it's not their thing they're interested in but some of that definitely brings you up yeah definitely that's a nice answer i like that um well we're out of time now we've been chatting away how can we find you online we're on instagram and tiktok and threads yeah. <laughs> i think just yeah at danny all, and jody all, pl- all platforms really aren't we yeah then it's at danny and jody on all of them isn't it so. yeah nice make sure that you guys go and have a look at that and check it out and uh also make sure that you come back for another episode of girlfriend material next monday uh lots of different topics being covered and make sure that you give it a rating as well if you like this podcast every little helps and thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for coming on girlfriend material thank Thank you you for having having us. us guys thank you so much for listening to girlfriend material you might be sad that the podcast is over for this week i know i am but i'll be back at the same time next week with another juicy guest just for your ears in the meantime though if you liked this episode make sure you subscribe and share it with someone who you think might also enjoy listening sharing is caring guys Girlfriend Material is hosted by myself at Rosie Turner Daily, so go ahead and follow me on Instagram and TikTok for more content with support from my lovely babes, Essie and Clara, just for you. We love you and we'll see you soon.